Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Dr. Lonnie Shipman continues examining the locations and ongoing search for the Golden Ark of the Covenant. This Friday and Saturday, Southwest Radio Ministries heads to Johnson City, Tennessee for our next conference. Come join a full lineup of speakers as they bring clarity to the chaos with two full days of insight and information. Dr. Scott Stripling, archaeologist and biblical scholar, will share the latest exciting archaeological finds from Israel. Dr. Kenneth Hill will have insight on the current assault on your freedom of speech. Josh Davis will share the latest information on the push for a complete one-world system. Larry Stamm will have a very special presentation on Christ in the Passover, and you'll have the opportunity to participate in a special question-and-answer time dealing with spiritual warfare with experts Dr. Greg Patton and Dr. Ken Copley. There's even a special piano praise concert with Dr. Shipman. This Friday and Saturday, March 3rd and 4th in Johnson City, Tennessee. Space is filling up fast, so register today by calling 1-800-652-1144. Or you can simply visit the events page of our website, swrc.com, and click on Events. Now, let's rejoin Greg Patton and Dr. Lonnie Shipman as they continue their look into the quest to find the Lost Ark of the Covenant. Well, we're welcoming back today Dr. Lonnie Shipman and boy, his new book, Treasure and the Coming Temple of God. Here at Southwest Radio Church, we are excited with the possibilities and certainly looking forward to hearing Dr. Shipman in person in 2023. Some great things. Uh, Yesterday, we heard so many trying to digest all that our brother had to say, and I said, let's do it again today. So, Dr. Shipman, welcome back to the program, my brother. Well, it's a great honor to be back with you. Yesterday, it was just mind-boggling, some of those things. Obviously, you have done a great deal of research and study, brother. Well, I have worked on this for several years. Uh-huh. So we're talking about, well, a number of things yesterday, but one of those things that I was going to get to, and we're going to start right off there, is the Ark. Do we know where the Ark is? There's many, many theories. Some of the theories are sort of, uh, you might say, uh, wacky and controversial. Some mm-hmm. of them are even almost like conspiracy theories. Then there's more sound possibilities and even clues from archaeology and from the Jewish rabbis' writings. So I try to cover everything pretty thoroughly. We had talked earlier, uh, before we went on the air, about possible locations. How many are there possible locations? Well, in the book, I mentioned 21 different possible locations in 10 countries. Really? And I talk about many unusual stories of history together with current things they've discovered in archaeology and how they're all related to the possibilities. Could you give us uh, maybe a top three where you think it might be? The top four are, first of all, could it be in Qumran by the Dead Sea? Is it Mount Nebo? Is it in Ethiopia? Or is it in Jerusalem on the Temple Mountain? We can't get any closer than just kind of uh, guessing or saying, hey, these are all possibilities. We couldn't get any closer. Well, I describe people going into all these different chambers and what they found. Mm-hmm. For instance, someone went underground Jerusalem in 1865, and I have his description of Chamber 9. I don't tell which chamber, but it happens to be Chamber 9. He was in underneath the Temple Mountain. We can't get under the Temple Mountain today because there's so much uh, problems with politics and things, but they were used to be more freely available to do this year 
years ago. Also, I have to talk about someone exploring underground ch chambers, both in early 1900s and later in 1970s in Mount Nebo. I talk about someone interviewing the guard of the, of the Ark that's supposed to be there in Ethiopia and what it looks like and things like this. And then someone who saw photographs of the Ark they took pictures of when they went underground and broke in illegally through chambers in Ethiopia and uh, in my neighbor in Jordan took 200 photographs of the Ark and what his interview is like. Then I talk about even the city in Qumran by the Dead Sea and, and I even show a photograph of being in the K4. A of the Desi Scroll Caves and point to the chamber they claim the Ark was in at some point. There are many different theories I cover all, many possibilities. So with all of that and saying, okay, possibly 21, how did you decide 21? Is there like 30 or 50 possibilities out there? Well, almost weekly, it seems like you hear of, not quite weekly, but just very often, yep. I hear of another possibility. And I, I do find it interesting. I was, usually they're just sort of crazy and one lady had a dream of she was floating through space and she she came down to a hilltop of a mountain there was a lake on one side an ocean on the other and she saw some romans digging out through a hole and they said in english i thought it was facing roman soldiers speaking english saying this is the holy ark of the lord and the brightness of the ark woke her up and then later she was in there as well said oh it's not masada that's where they found the ark so she said it's up here and they let her stay three days and nights looking for the ark they wouldn't let her dig but she never found anything of course we've been to masada much inter excavation has been done there and they have found a lot of amazing things such as even ancient scrolls and things from king herod's time and the jews but never found an ark of course if you've just joined us my friend we're talking to dr lonnie shipman we're talking about his new book, Treasure and the Coming Temple of God. Most of you know his last book was about music and science and Bible-based, and many of you have that. This new book is archaeological, paleontological, and it certainly is prophecy-based. So many of our folks in the audience very interested in all of that. Exciting, my friend. You can get your copy today by calling 1-800-652-1144, Southwest Radio Church, SWRC.com, or you can write to us. That's SWRC, Post Office Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73147. You need to get your copy while you can. I would do it right now, my friend. So where did this passion come from in your heart? I want to know more about the Ark, the Red Heifer, and certainly bearing the very title, Treasure and the Coming Temple of God. Well, I was fascinated to talk to the Jews, first of all, the top Jewish rabbis, when I was there in 1992 and happened to meet these people. They told me about the search. They wanted to rebuild the temple and their passion about that. And then the very next day, the top archaeologist of Israel took me to tour Eight of the eleven Dead Sea Scroll caves. We started seeing these things about the Dead Sea Scrolls, which I was fascinated with, finding about the oldest copies of the Word of God they've ever discovered. And then later in that trip, I was taken to the tomb of Queen Helena. Now I had heard about you know these chambers like the Indiana Jones movie, you know where you push a rock in the wall and the stone opens up a door, but I didn't think any of that was actually real. But into Queen Helena's tomb, a block and a half from Calvary, from uh, the Gordon's Calvary and near to the Garden Tomb, there's the tomb of a queen buried in 65 AD on the Temple Mountain, right near the time the temple was destroyed by the Romans, 70 AD. This is 65 AD. She's the one who gave the golden lamp inside the temple itself. 
and her son gave a lot of gold to the temple. She was a proselyte Jew. And in her tomb, there's about there's many chambers in her tomb, but they, they later found this. They didn't know what tomb it was. The Arabs called it the tomb of the kings, not knowing who it was. Later they found an inscription inside that identified who it was and in ancient writing. And so they kept looking for the prince and princess. They found those, they found some slaves, and then they couldn't find the queen. It was supposed to be the queen. Helena of Abadena of North of Mesopotamia. Then finally moving a sarcophagus of a slave in the back and found a hidden stairway. He picked up a torch and went to the bottom of the stairway and there was a rolling stone door that sealed another inner chamber. They pushed a stone in the wall and when they did, the rolling stone door opened up all by itself. And that's where they found the queen. She's now in the Louvre. You want to go see her sometime in her sarcophagus. Anyway, when I showed me that, wow. They have actual chambers on the Temple Mountain in the same mountain at the same time as the temple itself, just a block and a half from Calvary with a hidden queen and hidden chambers that can be opened up and you know, by pushing a rock in the wall kind of thing. And if they have that, maybe they actually have chambers to hide away the ark. Mm. And that's what got me excited. That's why I went to the rabbis' seminaries and studied with them about what they were teaching about this, reading their own materials and talking to them. If you've just joined us today on Watchmen on the Wall here at Southwest Radio Church, we're talking to Dr. Lonnie Schupman. His new book here, Treasure and the Coming Temple of God. And we're excited again. The information that our brother is sharing, it's available at swrc.com, 1-800-652-1144. You can even write to us at SWRC, Post Office Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73147. Without giving away too much of your new book here, my brother, can you maybe tantalize us with a few treasures that you bring forth in your book? Well, we know that the people generally are looking for gold and treasure, and they do find sometimes amazing things in archaeology. And so we, we do talk about where those some of the things might be hidden. But we know that the most important treasure is the spiritual treasure. What is interesting is we do also know that they are going to build a temple for the tribulation and later another temple for the millennium. And that all the world will come and serve the Lord there in the, in the future millennium time, the kingdom time. And what is amazing is we also will serve the Lord there. So we will see not only these places now, we'll see and things they might discover that lead to this, that lead to the rebuilding of the temple. But also, we will also serve the Lord there together in the future after we're raptured, come back with the Lord and help oversee other millennium saints that are saved during the millennium. You include in your book here Jewish feast and the writings. And I guess the question might be, how do those affect the treasures about what you're writing here in your new book? Well, I thought later as I studied this that it's a little bit complicated to talk about so many Hebrew things. And I just go back and forth between the Feast of the Booths or Feast of Sukkoth and all this. Uh, well, they don't even know what the hell this is. I better explain it at first. So I go back and cover a background almost like an introduction to Hebrew and the, and the Jews and all this. Because some of the feasts imply what is going on with the search for the temple or the ark, some of these things. And they are important for that. Then they have to understand how they're studying. What is the Talmud? What is the Bible for them? The Tanakh, things like this, and how do they interpret it? And so these all are important. And then the different groups today. Uh, you hear of many different kinds of Jews. What is an Ashkenazic Jew? Or then a Kohanim? What Ashkenazic is an ethnic group? Versus a Kohanim is a way of a Jew serving in the temple. 
So as I thought, well, to cover all this, I need to explain it first, then cover all the details. They'll follow it better. Usually when I uh, speak, people come up afterwards, whatever my topic was for the day. I do a lot in being in the media all my life and a lot in the spirit world, the demonic. Different questions come up. When you finish speaking and folks talk with you, what are some of the questions that come up that you are asked reference to your presentation? Well, one thing is like you're saying, is there a certain chamber where they are looking for the ark? And there are some underground chambers. We do not know exactly for sure which one. There is an underground map. It's actually been available in other books. But because we don't really know for sure, if I put something there and point it to a certain chamber, again, this is somewhat of a surmising you might say or or i've even talked to the other experts they don't really know for sure which chamber they have an idea of where but if they look for the the ark of the temple you just look at these different chambers once they're available and we can go today and search in the dead scroll caves which i've done it's not there <laughs> and some people have gone illegally to mount nebo you're not supposed to do this and have already done that so we don't need to do that and i talk about the interviews you don't have to go to ethiopia anymore and all that information is there I eventually point from the wacky concepts to the more possible ways, and then what's really happened in the searches. And then we really have an idea of what to do. But the Jews themselves find the ark. They even say they know where it is very strongly, and so they know exactly where it is. And they, it's about 96 meters, they say, from the, where they were last digging. They were going right toward it, and then they, was, they were stopped by the Arabs. And when they feel the time is right, they will regather the ark themselves, and bring these things out for the rebuilding of the temple. It's not exactly just a search for treasure to them. It's the purpose is so they'll have the presence of God in their temple. With all of this occurring, is there more things happening? Someone suggested that we talk a little bit about events occurring at the temple in just the last uh, several weeks, that things seem to be in high gear, I mean, all over the world. They certainly are. Is that true? And could you address any of that? And how does that, is that, in, I'm sure, addressed in your book? And is it affected in any way, these things that are happening now? The beginning of this year, January 3rd, uh, National Minister Ben-Gavir, the Israeli minister, walked briefly on the Temple Mountain, made a short statement. I quoted part of the statement, about one minute long, not very long, and it suddenly got everything in an uproar. But that's only one thing. They have a new government who's turning more biblically-based in their thinking, because they claim it's ultra-right-wing. But actually, it happens to be biblically-based. They're claiming the land belongs to Israel. They already took the land in wars when they were attacked, and then won the war miraculously each time and even gave back part of the land but they were trying to be forced into a two-state answer to this but the Oslo Accords which pushes them to do that they did not promise to do that according to Rabin he said they did not and so I quote that too but they're being pushed to do these things that are unreasonable for them and Jerusalem will continue to be a cup of trembling until the Lord returns with even these people trying to fight and shoot rockets all this is very strong racialism against the Jews they say they want to wipe out the entire Jewish race they want to wipe out the entire Jewish nation you cannot give them enough land to satisfy them they've said all along we don't we want all the land and we want to kill all the Jews this cannot happen of course there has to be a peaceful resolution. There seems to be a strong hatred toward Christians more than ever now, and certainly toward the Jews more than ever. Why is that, do you think? 
Well, I think it's because our world is turning more secular and they need the gospel. As people learn the gospel, they learn to love the Jews because it's always had the Jews as the apple of his eye. And so as we really see the, the reason of God choosing the Jews, actually, I believe the Jewish race originally was a very small family. And they were maybe one of the smallest families, an obscure group of tribe and which it became a nation. But it shows the grace of God in choosing a small group not necessarily a popular group, to bring about the Word of God and even bring about the Messiah who becomes the Savior. So it shows the grace of God in choosing not necessarily the mighty or popular group, but a small group like this to be His chosen people. So it shows God loves all of us, you see. And God has a plan for each of us. So I think as we follow the Lord and follow His Word, we then learn to love the Jew and see His plan accomplished. However, if people don't know the Lord, then they turn and follow, again, their own selfish reasons or even follow the ways of the devil, to be honest with you. Absolutely. The new book, Treasure and the Coming Temple of God. I love to read. Is this book for a biblical scholar, someone way above my pay grade, or could anyone read it? I tried to write it on what I would consider a young adult level. So it was, it's maybe not yet at a third grade level, but I don't really believe many of our young adults want to read something quite a, at such an elementary level. On the other hand, it's not written to be scholarly, but I do have footnotes throughout the entire book because I know that today our young adults, if you don't footnote everything, oh, I could see something on Wikipedia or some other place, and well, you don't know what you're doing. And so we had to show this to show that we have some scholarship and some training. And, and I did interview and, and quoted others who interviewed all the top people and things like this. So I had to show these things. So I've, I've written it with a balanced approach, I feel. I'm so looking forward. Those of you in the Tennessee area, Dr. Shipman is coming to Boone's Creek Bible Church for the Southwest Radio Church Conference coming up in the first part of March. We're looking forward to hearing him both play his piano and teach the very things we've been talking about here on Watchmen on the Wall. So as we wrap up today's program, uh, Dr. Shippen, any words for us? Anything special beyond what we've already talked about, my brother? Well, the book also includes many unusual details about the kingdom, which almost no one generally studies about. That's another fascinating thing. For instance, many people may not know, we will all speak one language again in the future. Uh -huh. And that's the Bible's very clear about that. Many people may not know we go back to one language. So the big question is, what language do we speak? We don't really know. Well, we speak Hebrew and all this, and did they speak Hebrew and Adam and Eve? We don't know. We just, but we do know that many things of the future kingdom are unusual in the millennium time. Jerusalem will become a no, another kind of world. The Temple Mountain and Mount Moriah and the next four mountain, Mount Zion, we should have become one new combined mountain. And the new temple will be almost five miles around one building. It is amazing how we ended. It was even room for 389 throne rooms in that temple. Wow. So we'll rule and reign with the Lord. It's amazing how these things are laid out for us in Ezekiel. So I think it's very exciting, not only about the tribulation the tells, but also about the millennium. And so I throw out possibilities of what it might look like. We don't always know all the details. We have some clues. So I throw out different possibilities of that. That we know a little bit less about. So there's theories of this direction versus that direction. So I decided to show both of the main views to give us an idea of how amazing it's going to be. Treasures and the Coming Temple of God, the last two days here on Watchmen on the Wall at Southwest Radio Church. I am just excited. Dr. Shipman, I want to thank you so much for being on the program, and I wish you God's best in the days ahead, my brother. 
Thank you so much. It's been a great joy and honor to speak to you and meet you and, and to be a blessing to anyone who might be coming to the meetings. Look forward to seeing you there in Tennessee. Dr. Lonnie Shipman's brand new book, Treasure and the Coming Temple of God, explores the quest for the lost Ark of the Covenant in 21 locations in 10 countries, including floor plans and location of the Tribulation Temple. Order your copy of Treasure and the Coming Temple of God today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order this outstanding new book on our website, swrc.com. Ministry President Dr. Kenneth Hill is here to look at the ministry that is ahead in the new month of March. Hi there, this is Kenneth Hill. Thank you for joining me. I've been asked to talk to you a little bit about what's coming up here with the Watchman on the Wall broadcast and other items. The Prophecy in the News magazine has a new issue coming out, and this issue is an expanded issue, extra pages. It's a beautiful issue with lots of information about the end times and what is expected to be coming up in the next year or two. We have lots of great programs in March to be held on the Watchman on the Wall broadcast, for example, serving in his court with Larry Stamm and yours truly, serving in his court with Larry Stamm. Why should we study Bible prophecy? And we have a very special guest, Steve Butler, to be our speaker on that program coming up in the month of March. Micah Van Huss and Josh Davis also talk about the earth as it was. They have all sorts of various things to talk about. We think that it's going to be a very interesting time for you to discuss with your friends, so listen to the programs very carefully. On March 3rd and 4th, we have the Clarity to the Chaos. These special dates of March 3rd and 4th, Friday and Saturday, these are going to be held in the Boone's Creek, Tennessee area, and we want you to be there. So go to swrc.com and sign up for these conference dates. That's Friday, March 3rd, and Saturday, March 4th. Matthew Hill will be there, Josh Davis. And Josh is going to be speaking about his latest book, Fake Jesus. I'll be there to talk about Assault on Liberty. Larry Stamm is to be there with Christ in the Passover. Greg Patton, America, is it over? And Kenneth Copley, the great deceiver. Now, on Saturday, we'll hear as well from Micah Van Haas, The Earth As It Was, and Pastor Josh Davis with a One World Update. Lonnie Shipman will be there to talk about the Heavens Orchestra and Larry Stamm will continue with serving in his court in the afternoon. Piano Praise Concert by Lonnie Shipman will be at 3.15 on Saturday, the 4th of March. It's going to be a beautiful time, and I think you'll enjoy that tremendously. 
We also have Dr. Scott Stripling, Dr. Greg Patton, and Dr. Kenneth Copley will all be speaking on Saturday afternoons. And in fact, Kenneth Copley and Greg Patton will have questions and answers for you. They'll have the answers, you have the questions, and they'll be happy to uh, talk to you about the end times and especially spiritual warfare. And those will be the things that they will be discussing with you. That's at the Boone's Creek Prophecy Conference coming up on the 3rd and 4th of March. And don't forget the conference is coming up in Upland, California on March 11th and in Fort Wayne, Indiana on April 15th and 16th. The registration is open for each of these, and you can register at swrc.com. That's swrc.com. I want to talk to you for just a moment as we give you an update on the ministry to let you know that God has been at work in a mighty way, and we have seen him give direction to the board and to the ministry officers of Southwest Radio Church and the Prophecy in the News magazine and programming, and they have been adding new kinds of materials. You'll find a lot of special new programs available for radio, and you'll find lots of things there for DVDs and books as well to help you in your studies. Truly, if you have not been looking at the Timely Tools book that is being sent out to our mailing list every month, if you've not been looking at that, you've been missing something. The timely tools that are listed there are fantastic, and they, they're everything from teachings for children to teachings for adults, various kinds of CDs and DVDs that are available for you in the Timely Tools book. And I hope that you'll look through yours when you get it next time. It's something that my wife and I enjoy going through every time it arrives at the house. Well, we've got a number of things coming up as far as some classic programs. We've got a classic program of Watchmen on the Wall with Larry Spargimino on uh, the 11th of April. The 12th of April will be a classic by David Weber. Noah Hutchings' classic comes on Thursday, the 13th. Then E.F. Weber has a classic program on the 14th on Friday. It's an exciting time. It gets me very excited to see what we have in store as we think about the 90th anniversary of the Watchmen on the Wall broadcast and Southwest Radio Church Ministries. And that's part of what we need to be working on, letting you know about the 90 years of history that we've come through as we're going on toward the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. It is as true now as it was 90 years ago when spoken by Dr. E.F. Weber. And we need to keep looking up my friend. 
Join the search for the ark when you order the brand new book, Treasure and the Coming Temple of God by Dr. Lonnie Shipman. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can always order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com.